Welcome to episode number 205. You are listening to the Pioneering Today podcast with Melissa K. Norris, your host, where we dive into living homegrown and handmade, modern homesteading to raise, preserve, and cook your own organic food no matter where you live. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about your fruit trees and your fruit bushes and steps to take in the fall. The fall can be a great time to evaluate how your fruit bushes are doing and or your fruit trees and also take steps to correct anything that's not going good and also to get them primed now for when they begin to really grow and produce us our food the following spring. One of the first things I like to do is just do an overall assessment on how the plants are doing. For example, we planted two elderberry bushes going on two years ago, and so they were very small. So I did not get any fruit this year, but I should get fruit next year. They finally are reaching maturity to where they should begin producing. And interestingly, I planted both of these bushes. They're only about, oh, probably, I don't know, six to eight feet away from each other. So they are getting the same amount of sunlight. They're pretty much in the same soil, even though, like I said, they're planted about six feet from one another. But interestingly, one of them is doing really well. And the other one has struggled for the past two years, ever since I planted it. And what's funny is the one plant... It actually is like it's getting sun scorched, even though they're in the exact, like I said, pretty much the same spot. They're getting the same amount of sunlight is what I should say. One of them soil, even though they're just like six feet apart from each other, the soil is a little bit sandier. So I was mulching, making sure that I was putting on plenty of compost, some additional manure, and then wood chips on top to help retain the moisture so that it didn't dry out as quickly where it was a little bit more sandy, and then also to, over time, with all these things breaking down, to incorporate more organic matter and make it less sandy. But I decided after the second summer in a row, where it's obvious that this plant seems to be getting kind of sun-scorched is what the leaves look like. It's not an actual any type of disease. And the other plant is doing really well, that if in two years it's not really gotten, I should say it's established, but it's not doing very well. Then in this summer, we did not have a drought summer. The year that I planted it, I just watered it extra. We were in very much drought, very dry conditions. But this year, we've had more rain and cooler temps than normal, and it was still kind of struggling. So I'm going to be moving it. So fall, as your fruit trees and plants begin to go more into dormancy, can be a great time if you need to transplant and move them to another area. Now, you can also do this in really late winter or very early spring, depending upon your growing climate. If you can move the plant, the ground isn't frozen or under feet of snow. That didn't sound quite right. I <laughs> think my grammar was off there. If you don't have a bunch of snow on the ground, how did, that sounds a little bit better. <laughs> Then you can move them also, but you need to be moving them before the buds begin to break and the blossoms and the leaves begin to bloom out from their buds because then they're going out of dormancy and you don't want to be moving them at that point. So for me, I'm going to be moving it this week and putting it in a different area that gets a little bit more shade and is not quite as hot. Now, I do still need it to get some sunlight, but I'm going to transfer it to a different part of the yard. 
and see if it performs better there, which I'm pretty sure that it's going to. So that's one thing that you can do is look at your plants and see do any of them need to be moved. And we did this with our fruit trees when we mistakenly planted them in the wintertime when we had some maples that didn't have any leaves in the middle of winter and we didn't realize they were going to shade them. So ideally, you plant your plants in the proper place, especially when they are perennials, which are fruit bushes and fruit trees are perennials, so that you don't have to move them. Because if the root system is very large and they've become established and then you do have to move them, it can set you back a year in some cases before you actually get a fruit harvest. Now, the great thing about berry plants is they don't take as long to give us fruit. They don't have to be as mature as your fruit trees do. So for example, raspberries, depending on the time of year that you plant the canes, if they are an autumn bearing and you plant them in the late winter, early spring, you'll get some autumn bearing fruit off of them that year. Now, if they're the summer bearing, then it's on the second year canes and you're going to have to wait a year after you plant them. But that's just two years from when you're putting them into the ground, you're going to start to get fruit. Same thing with your elderberries. They're about two to three years and you're going to start to get fruit off of those. Strawberries, of course, you're going to get fruit right away. And then your blueberries, you want to wait until about three years before you let those plants actually fruit out to get your fruit so that they can establish a really good root system. But berry plants can be a really great way to go so that you get your fruit. And provided, like I said, you plant them in the right place to begin with. So that's one of our tips for right now. If anything needs to be moved, this is the time to do it with your orchards and or berry plants. Now, the other thing that I do for the plants that don't need to be moved, and I'll even do it with the plants that I do move, is I'll still amend them on the top of the soil. I'll add some compost with manure and then put some mulch around them. It also helps as weed control as well. But I'm going through and adding manure on top of the mulch that I've already got in place. And the beauty of doing it this way is I don't have to worry about if the manure is still a little bit on the hot side. Because if I'm putting it on two to three inches of mulch that's already down, it's not going to go directly to the roots right away. It's going to take it a while over the winter months with the rain and the snow and everything else to break down and get into the soil. So that way, if you like I cleaned out the chicken coop this weekend, mixed it with some pine shavings and then went ahead and put that on top of the raspberries and my blueberries. And we all know chicken manure is really hot. That's not something that you won't normally want to put right on a plant until it's had time to age and to break down because you can run the risk of burning the roots with those super high nitrogen rates that you'll find in chicken manure. But because I'm putting it on top of several layers of mulch already and then mixing it up with some compost and some pine shavings and then putting it on top, that's fine for me to do. It'll break down over the winter months and then actually work its way into the soil come late winter, early spring when I want it to be hitting those roots to encourage that new spring growth and our fruit production. So that is my quick tip for you today when you're looking at your fruit plants. We are testing out doing these shorter episodes on Wednesdays for you guys so that I can get you two podcast episodes a week. And I would love to get your feedback. We started doing this about two months ago. So if you are a new time listener, you might not have realized that we didn't always do two episodes a week and welcome. If you're a long time listener, then you saw the change. But I would love to get your feedback to see if you guys are enjoying having two episodes a week and a little bit of this shorter format that we're doing on Wednesdays to know if it's something that I should continue doing and delivering to you. 
So you can, one, I would love it if you subscribe to the podcast. So however you're listening to this, go ahead and click that subscribe button so the new episodes are there and waiting for you when we go live with them. But you can shoot me an email, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, or even let me know You can if you want to leave a review of the podcast and let me know if you're liking these shorter episodes and having multiple ones a week. It will really help me as I plan out our future episodes and go through the content and getting all of that in for the rest of this year and even into next year as well. So please do let me know if you are enjoying these so I can make sure that I'm delivering via this podcast the content that you guys need and in a manner which you're finding most helpful. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. And it's such a joy to know that there's others out there just like you and me who want to raise and grow their own food using these traditional, and I say more healthier options than a lot of conventional things, but the natural and organic way that our forefathers did, but with the modern help, just like we're using this podcast to get the information. Okay, I will see you back here on Friday. Thank you.